Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Believe. My name is Nicholas Upchurch. I am so happy you are here. Thanks for joining me. We want to help you to change your life. We want to help you to see things from different perspectives, and we want to come together and find solutions. So a big, big story all over the world, really, but especially in the United States, is the recent school shooting in Parkland, Florida, and gun control and gun rights. And really, whether this is making us safe or, in my opinion, is there a bigger story going on? What could possibly be the bigger story going on? Is gun control really making us safe or is it prepping us for some sort of AI, artificial intelligence, robot, Illuminati takeover? Do do we want to be disarmed? And I had a brother die uh, who was very young, actually when I was very young, and it was very tragic. I also lived in South Florida for many, many years, uh, over a decade, and so this, this story really hit me close to home. There have been so many school shootings, of course none of us like them, It's always interesting to really take into account, is there a bigger story? And what could that bigger story be? And are we not paying attention to it? So let's right now just listen to what Ice-T, the rapper and actor, had to say about gun control in the United States on CNN. Iconic American hip-hop artist Ice-T was here in the studio. The self-styled godfather of gangster rap had come to talk about a new documentary he's made about the art of rapping, which we'll be running on tomorrow night's programme. But while he was here and news about the Denver shooting was coming in, I briefly took the opportunity to ask him about his own attitude towards guns. And I asked him why he's such a defender of the right to bear arms. Well, I give up my gun when everybody else does. And is that Doesn't your... that make sense? Well, Doesn't that make sense? I mean, if you were to, if, if there were guns here, would you be want to be the only person without one? So, you, so, so do you carry guns Not routinely any. at home? I mean, you have, gun, you have a gun at home? Yeah, it's legal in the United States. It's part of our Constitution. You know, the right to bear arms is because that's the last form of defense against tyranny. Not to hunt, to hunt. It's to protect yourself from the police. And do you see any link between that and these sorts of incidents? No. Nah, not really. You know what I'm saying? If somebody wants to kill people, you know, they don't need a gun to do it. Makes it easier, though, doesn't it? Not really. You can use, uh, you can strap explosives on your body. They do that all the time. So when there's the inevitable backlash Mm-hmm. of the anti-gun lobby as a result of this incident, as it always is. Well, that's not going to change anything it's in the not United States. No. The United States is based on guns, you know? Like KRS says, you'll never have justice on stolen land. So it's not going to change. So you can hear Ice-T, who is, of course, a black guy. Many would think maybe he's a, a liberal Democrat, although I really think a lot of people more and more, in fact, the majority of people aren't interested in political parties. But you can see that basically he says he's going to give up his guns when everybody else does. And that it's actually not to hunt and things like that, that uh, basically... If you want to, if somebody wants to do something, they're going to find a way to do it. That actually the gun laws aren't going to make a difference. And what I really want to point out here is that I I agree with Ice-T. In fact, I think that the United States, I believe, is the biggest manufacturer of guns and weapons in the world. By far, it's not even close. The military is the biggest industry in the world. And all we have to do is go back and look at the 500,000 children that unfortunately the United States is responsible for killing children in the Middle East. And we look at what the Secretary of State in the the 90s said about these deaths in Iraq. Well, let's play what Madeleine Albright said on 60 Minutes regarding the deaths of 500,000 Iraqi children 
And was it worth it for basically Iraq's non-existent WNDs? Let's just listen to this now. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. So you can see in that clip from 1996, the United States, we have to remember, and people have so really have great, great intentions behind gun control. They want to uh, make people safer so less kids die. But we're, we're forgetting that half of the money, or, or depending on how you look at it, 100% of your tax dollars is going into funding a military where we have killed hundreds of thousands or possibly even millions of civilians over the past 20, 30 years in the Middle East, civilians, millions. So we're talking about 17 in the latest shooting. Of course, Ice-T was talking about another shooting uh, in Denver a few years ago. That's what that clip was in reference to. But we're talking about hundreds of thousands or millions in the Middle East and around the world that we are funding or we're talking about whether we should take guns away from people uh, who obtain them legally. Because if you think about it, as Senator Marco Rubio, who I haven't always, you know, I thought maybe he was um, quite frankly paid off in the past, he actually made some really, I think, uh, statements that made sense the other day. And we're gonna we're gonna listen to that clip now. But he actually basically said he's open to all sides of the debate on guns. And he said basically those guns would still be in the street even if you pass laws. There are guns that are still gonna be in the street, and the people that might use them for things like this, they're not gonna be worried about following the laws to get guns. And if you look at the highest gun violence. It's in cities where they're not permitted. And, you know, I can, I can really say that there's a bigger issue. It really doesn't matter if somebody's a, a Republican or a Democrat, because I actually agree with Ice-T that maybe everybody should turn in their guns, including all of the government. And we're going to talk about in this video the trillions of dollars that have gone missing from the Pentagon or they, they claim that's missing. Where's that money going? We literally, because of the industry of war in the world, we could, just based on a monetary system, we could basically stop all poverty and solve a tremendous amount of problems if everybody would give up their weapons of war. And the trillions of dollars that are spent on it every year which in one year could quite frankly wipe out poverty in a tremendous amount of places all over the world instantly with that money so when people want to talk about you know is it a republican or democrat issue and what side should we be on and we need gun control it's it's a great intention but you have to look at the bigger picture and there's, a, there's an even greater picture that nobody's talking about. And um, we're going to get to that in a second, too. So let's play Senator Marco Rubio's uh, speech from the Senate floor on February 15th. And so, hence the challenge for why it's so hard to find something that works. And there are a lot of proposals. And I'll share the ones because I've heard them before and I hear them today and I'm not diminishing them. I don't want this to be taken as, because it won't work, I don't even want to hear your argument. I understand, I really do. You read in the newspaper that they used a certain kind of gun and therefore let's make it harder to get those kinds of guns. I don't have some sort of de facto religious objection to that or some ideological commitment to that per se. There's all kinds of guns that are 
outlawed and weaponry that's outlawed and or special category. The problem is we, we did that once and it didn't work for a lot of reasons. One of them is there's already millions of these in the street. And those things, they last 100 years. And so you could pass a law that makes it hard to get this kind of gun in a new condition. But you're going to struggle to keep it out of the hands of someone who's decided that's what they want to use because there's so many of them out there already that would be grandfathered in. You can do a background check. The truth is, in almost all these cases I cited, the individual either erroneously passed a background check or would have passed it or did. It, again, uh, even if they couldn't pass the background check, then they could, go the, they could buy them the way MS-13 does and other gangs and other street elements do from the black market. Again, not because we shouldn't have the background check. I'm just trying to be clear and honest here. If someone's decided I'm going to commit this crime, they'll find a way to get the gun to do it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have a law that makes it harder. It just means understand to be honest. It isn't going to stop this from happening. You could still pass the law, per se, but you're still going to have these horrible attacks. And that's why I do think that in some circles it isn't fair or right to create this impression that somehow this attack happened yesterday because there's some law out there that we could have passed to prevent it. For if there was such a law that could have prevented yesterday, I think a lot of people would have supported it. But I also want to be honest to people who share my point of view on these issues. I think it's also wrong to say that there's nothing we can do. And I would admit that perhaps even I in the past, in the way I've addressed this issue or spoken about it, may have come off as dismissive with the argument that since none of these laws would have worked, there's just nothing we can do and we'll just have to deal with it. Just because I don't have a quick or easy answer for how to prevent these doesn't mean that we don't have an obligation to try and find one. So you can hear Senator Rubio, I think, speaking quite sensibly about this issue, which I compare to an issue of the, which is the equivalent of people arguing about pebbles and if we should control pebbles compared to what's coming. We're going to talk about what Elon Musk has said about artificial intelligence and not just Elon Musk. And it is coming at a feverish pace. And we're literally at each other's throat over what could be compared to pebbles. You know, should we control pebbles or not? You know, like stones to throw at each other. Because what's coming far outweighs and it is much a much bigger issue than this. There are issues coming straight away within the next 10 to 15 years that aren't being discussed that are absolutely way more important or could impact us at a much higher level than gun control. And you have to ask yourself, why is that? Why is it not being discussed? Are we just being disarmed so that robots can take us over? But you have to realize, as Senator Rubio makes some, I think, really good points about the guns are still going to be there. Um, and, And everybody gets so crazy we get so crazy and I have too in the past about the greater good and if our greater good and our path to the greater good is better than your path to the greater good to the point of being at each other's throat about for example gun control when we're not even looking at bigger solutions which could solve everything or a significant amount of things And we're not willing to look at um, the bigger picture at all in many cases. And we're definitely not talking about it in what could be called mainstream media or in the government. We're missing it completely. There's a program and one of the reasons I like, and of course, you know, people out there know I voted for Obama, President Obama. I voted for Gary Johnson and I voted for Trump. And I'm very proud of that. And one of the things I love about Trump is that 
in some cases, he's willing to say things that normally wouldn't be said. And of course, some people were all hypocrites in many cases, all of us, every single person, people that they want love, so they want to hate Trump. Well, I think I think how that goes is we have to love what we don't like, right? Because if we or suddenly we become a hypocrite if we're going to hate somebody because they don't stand for love the way we want to and we hate them because they're, you know, they're not loving the way we want them to be. I think that kind of creates a circle, right? That creates a circle and I've been I've, I've of course I've been a part of that circle myself. Instead of sending love to things that aren't how I want them to be or aren't loving in the way I want them to be, like when people do what they say they're going to do and when they don't, I really don't like it. And, uh, you know, gradually we can begin to love the things that we think we should have hated, perhaps, right? So what I love about what President Trump has done is he's come out and he's talked about this program. And I, I, I know it's a program. And he's talked about the violence in movies, video games, and on the internet. And why is that? Why is that? Why is that violence there? Is it just a case of him wanting to go after Hollywood and liberals and everything else? I don't think so. I think this is a case of him saying something that's true and that nobody wants to talk about, but is it's a it's right in your face. And you know, I saw an article the other day from somebody in Hollywood and she said, you know, you'll never see me with an AR-15. I think it was on one of those CSI shows. You'll never see me with an AR-15 in another scene again. And actually, I think that's really good. At least somebody is actually saying, okay, I I don't like these guns. And so I'm not going to be in a movie or in a TV show again with that gun. I'm not going to be in a show with that gun. Now, who knows if she'll have other guns, right? Because it's a it's a program. The program is that violence is embedded in us from the time we are little. And I used to think this was crazy. And I do agree that it seems like, you know, video games and movies are better than us actually going to war. But if you look at what's pushed in the media, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is all over. It's a show about complete chaos and killing and and backstabbing. That's the whole show. It's all about killing and backstabbing and who's going to screw over who and who's what kingdom's going to be taken over by another kingdom and all that that's it and back and forth and it's literally exactly what we're talking about. So President Trump I loved it when he you know, I don't know that he blamed TV and Hollywood and things like that, but he just brought up the point. Why is there so much violence? You know, and what are, what is, what effect does that have? And so let's listen to that now. We have to look at the internet because a lot of bad things are happening to young kids and young minds and their minds are being formed. And uh, we have to do something about uh, maybe what they're seeing and how they're seeing it, and also video games. I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. And then you go the further step, and that's the movies. You see these movies, they're so violent, and yet a kid is able to see the movie if sex isn't involved, but killing is involved, and maybe they have to put a rating system for that. And you, you know, you get into a whole very complicated, very big deal. But the fact is that you are having movies come out that are so violent with the killing and everything else that maybe that's another thing we're going to have to discuss. And a lot of people are saying it. You have these movies today where you can go and have a child see the movie, and yet it's so violent and so disgusting. So we may have to talk about that also. So I saw that clip, and I was very happy about it. Of course, I know there's criticism about the rating system that he brought up and... um, 
that we need to, uh, you know, basically people complain about everything anybody says. I actually think President Obama said a lot of good things. I think President Trump says a lot of good things. I think there are parts of what President Trump is doing where he is negotiating and quote-unquote going along with the program in terms of the military spending and uh, things that in a perfect world wouldn't be happening and um, but the world isn't perfect it doesn't go how I want it to go all the time I think the quicker we realize that the better but I think there's some good things in what he said because I actually, you know, I played football in in college. I love, uh, I loved action. I watch some MMA right now, you know, mixed martial arts. I think it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of brutal to be honest with you. But I think that it's an improvement maybe over the gladiator days where people used to actually take swords and kill animals, kill each other, you know, so baby steps, right? But I, I went and saw a movie, Logan, you know, Logan, like the Wolverine movie. And I think it was last year. And we'll play the tra- trailer in a second. But Logan was literally the most violent movie I've ever seen. And I was actually really disappointed. I mean, to the point of being really disgusting. And it was it got rated very highly on Rotten Tomatoes, like 95% or something like that. Extremely high. And it was literally a 10-year-old girl with these claws and just killing people constantly throughout the movie. The trailer that we're going to play doesn't do it justice. Let's play it now. Hello. You know, you got to pay for that, right? Hey. Come on. Not okay. Okay, so you can see it's just a, a very small portion of what actually happens in the movie, which is basically this, this little girl is scowling and literally killing people the entire movie. And it's, it's not just, I'm talking about putting claws through their head and literally it's gruesome you know it's just purely gruesome and when president trump is talking about is there a bit of a problem with violence in movies and video games our entire society is built on violence i mean every movie almost has some kind of killing or I guess people would call it action, but what is that? Is that really what people want? Is that really what people want? Or do people want peace and harmony? And if it wasn't for the media constantly talking about, you know, hot button issues which make us crazy and racism and, you know, things that actually have been very valid in some cases, but just constantly stirring the pot instead of talking about solutions. And we want to be about solutions at Believe. You're a part of the solution when you spread this video and you comment. Well, we want to talk about solutions and all of those things play a part. So it's not that people are wrong or right, but it's just like it is what it is when it comes to a bigger picture and a program of violence. There is no question that violence is influencing society and that we, there is a program going on where violent movies are made, you know, over and over and over again. And I don't care if people tell you that that's, it's because of ratings or that's what people want. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And all you have to do is look at the presidential polls and, you know, all the polls being wrong and people having a 6% trust factor in a Reuters poll of the mainstream media and the agendas that are going on there. And you know what? It serves a purpose, really. And so we can send love to them, honestly, and be thankful, I guess, because if if we're mad... And I just sit there and yell about 
the media being uh, perpetuating violence and the, the military and uh, war and if I just sit there and yell about movies and get angry about it, I mean, it's understandable in a way, but it's just, it's just a cycle. It's a trap that I have been involved in in my life at some points over and over and over and over again as well. And it's really like, it's like Chinese handcuffs. You know those things you put on your fingers and you try to get off, you pull them off and they won't go off. They won't come off. If you keep pulling, it just gets tighter on your fingers. So those little uh, little handcuffs on your fingers. And then you, what you do is you relax, you, you let them come together and then they just slide right off. And it's the same analogy. And we so there's a much bigger picture going on here there is a program regarding violence it is being programmed fear is being programmed people would agree with that fear is part of the program and so what we want to do is say thank you you've served your purpose and we're going to work on solutions and we're going to talk about that in this video but the bigger agenda in addition to maybe some violence and things being programmed in and fear and, uh, you know, are we being disarmed? What's the big reason we need to be disarmed? I mean, we're going to talk about in this video that there are probably technologies which could just render guns and bullets useless. There probably are. There probably are technologies. I mean, there are things that are unbelievable that trillions of dollars have gone into these black budget programs and we don't even know what these technologies are. We're not even aware of them. So it, it could be possible. There are technologies where guns and bullets would be rendered harmless. But we're going to talk about an even bigger picture, and that is artificial intelligence and AI. And if we look at a, a tweet, we have an article here, but a tweet by Elon Musk. That in the, the title of this article is that flipping robot sparks new warning from Elon Musk about an AI apocalypse, which is artificial intelligence, right? So while everybody's arguing about pebbles and if we need to control pebbles, which are basically guns, you know, because it's the equivalent of arguing about if we should outlaw rocks, because what Elon Musk said in this tweet, and we have a, a video, Boston Dynamics. Boston Dynamics is a company, and here's a video of a humanoid robot executing a perfect backflip, and it sparked a lot of dark humor, etc. And so, Elon Musk says, uh, November 26, 2017, he says, This is nothing. In a few years, that bot will move so fast that you'll need a strobe light to see it. Sweet dreams. So basically he's saying this is nothing. And Boston Dynamics now there are new videos about um, with robots that are opening doors and fighting people and things like that. Let's just take a look at this uh, Atlas, I guess is this robot's name. So you see that robot does a perfect backflip and is jumping and there, there's other Boston Dynamics is basically, you know, they're building war machines, essentially, that um, that uh, that's the real issue. That's the real issue. Why, why do you like Ice-T said, are they really do they really kill, care about the 17 I think a lot of people do a lot of Democrats do a lot of great Democrats people really care about the 17 children that were killed in the school but is there a bigger agenda and what's the solution and we're going to talk about the solution 
And we understand people have different views and people want gun rights or gun control or whatever. But if we take a look at that robot and what Elon Musk is saying about AI and regulation of AI and that it's the biggest threat to humanity, it's a bigger threat than North Korea, everybody's worried about North Korea, that artificial intelligence is what we need to think about. And then we take a look at this article from Forbes. It's the title of it, Meet the Terrifying New Robot Cop that's patrolling Dubai. And I've been to Dubai. And of course, the article says RoboCop is real, at least in the Middle East. Dubai police are deploying a robot policeman. The life-size patrolman is straight out of the uncanny valley. I don't know what that means. But anyway, there's a video down at the bottom. Dubai police robots can help people use our smart services, like checking their fines and applying for conduct certificates. Also, it has a face recognition. And if you are walking in the mall and you had a problem, you can just press the SOS button and the tool can connect you live with our operation room. So they give you uh, what you need and uh, they will help you. Can you show how Welcome, it works? Welcome, sir. Here our our uh, our smart services. You can. Okay, so the guy's kind of giving some kind of an answer about what this RoboCop police robot is doing. People don't even know what AI is capable of. People don't. We're building. We're like we're literally like lemmings right now, feverishly building something that we have no idea. Literally to the point where. People from Google, somebody that's fairly high up from Google, has started a religion to worship artificial intelligence as a god. You know, and and you're saying it's going to be a billion times smarter, which I don't agree with because the real technology is within us. And that's assuming that our brains are smart. You know, that, that judging of intelligence... That doesn't include consciousness and other things which, when you talk about AI, nobody discusses. Nobody discusses that we might not know anything. So a billion times smarter than us, well, that's just our human brains. That doesn't include the energy that we're capable uh, of sort of exuding, the love, all the things we're capable of with remote viewing, things that... We're not looking into because the agenda is on technology in terms of machinery, but that's just part of the story. That's not the whole story. So so while everybody's arguing about should we have people be able to buy guns if they're 18 or 21 or should background checks be tougher, meanwhile, we're building a literally an army of artificially intelligent robots, literally like RoboCop, that you're not going to have a gun to defend yourself, just like Ice-T said. When he said in his clip, he's worried about, you know, protecting himself from the police. Well, these may not even be humans that we're talking about. They may be robots. And nobody sees this coming. Nobody's talking about it. It's not in the mainstream media. And there are technologies that are being hidden which could solve all of our problems. What we think of as as modern-day problems like poverty, healthcare, and things like that. So not all of Hollywood is bad. I think that uh, the movie Justice League was a great movie. It disclosed so much. And if you look at it on Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it a 40% out of 100. The audience gave it a 76. In, in that movie, they disclose so much, like fear beings feeding on people. They disclose a satanic uh, sort of a main bad character 
It's literally like Satan who's tapped into computers and artificial intelligence. And they talk about artificial intelligence throughout the movie. And it's really an unbelievably good movie. And of course, it gets a a bad score, almost like almost like people don't want you to see it, right? Another one was Inferno, which is part of the Da Vinci Code series with Tom Hanks. And I saw these ratings on Rotten Tomato. It got a 22% out of 100. That's supposed to be like the worst rating ever. You know, that movie should be almost unwatchable. And by the way, some of the movies that are rated a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's accurate. They're actually not good movies. It really isn't a good movie. But I went to see this one anyway. Inferno, it's called, with Tom Hanks. And it was actually a really good movie. I mean, the story was good. It was well put together. And it's about a billionaire who's trying to depopulate the world, which is a major sort of uh, event that people talk about, which is a depopulation agenda. And it's almost like they don't want you to see it. So they gave it a bunch of reviews, right? I'm not sure if that's true, but it could be true. It could be true. So not all of Hollywood is quote unquote bad with some sort of Illuminati agenda, but there are agendas. There are agendas within agendas. We all have agendas, all of us. You know, I've said before, my agenda, I'm single. So if there's some beautiful girl that likes what I'm doing, that could be something good that could come from me doing this that you know who knows or or if if I make money that could be good I guess so I can hire more people and also live I mean those are my hidden agendas they're not hidden I just told you them right um you know when president trump is doing one thing there may be other agendas you know we can hope for the best right there's always there's always more to the story There's always more to the story. It's just important that we keep our minds open when these hot button issues come up and we keep our minds open to what these possible bigger agendas could be. We look at this Chinese paper and I love China. I went to China in November. We look at this Chinese paper and it says the U.S. should learn from China, restrict guns and protect rights. And as much as I love China, they don't, they don't, they are controlled in many cases. The internet's controlled. They can't, they can't go on Facebook. There's a lot of control going on in China. So when China says we need to restrict guns to be like them, I'm not sure about that. What's the agenda there? We look at this article. Russia and China could use AI to take over the world warns former Google CEO. This is a major thing. This is way bigger, with all due respect, than gun control in the United States because of school shootings. We're talking about technology being developed that could take over the world and countries fighting with that technology. And we're talking about trillions of dollars. And Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt claimed he's very concerned about Russia and China leading the way. Well, we should also be concerned about what the United States is doing, not just Russia and China. But you can see at the bottom of this article, you know, Putin, President Putin says um, something to the effect of whoever controls artificial intelligence will control the world. You know, and um, that's a major statement. He knows what's going on. And that's, uh, you know, then they're talking about China wanting to overtake the U.S. and AI by 2025. So this leads me really to the thing that our solution and our solution is to is ask more and more questions and keep asking questions and really I think we need to form some kind of organized movement to 
make this public, to ask the government what's going on, you know, comment, email me at believe at believe.love. Believe at believe.love. That's the email. You can email us. And let's get some ideas going behind actually doing something. I don't see any protests about free energy. I don't see any protests about the trillions of dollars. Let's just play this video right now. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. $2.3 trillion with a T. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. So that was Donald Rumsfeld. He's announcing that $2.3 trillion is missing from the Pentagon the day before 9-11, September 10th, 2001. It's not a conspiracy that this happened. It's true. Here's another article from RT. $21 trillion of unauthorized spending by U.S. government discovered by economics professor. That's a professor at, professor at Michigan State University that the government may have misspent $21 trillion. And uh, papers supporting the study briefly went missing just as an audit was announced. And that's what Mark Skidmore, a professor of economics at Michigan State, and his team have found that basically two departments of, of the U.S. federal government may have spent as much as $21 trillion on things they can't account for between 1998 and 2015. And uh, talks about Austin, uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, a former assistant secretary in the HUD in the first Bush administration. And... Um, she was saying that the inspector general found $6.5 trillion worth of military spending that the Department of Defense couldn't account for. She was referring to a July 2016 report by the OIG, but Skidmore thought she must be mistaking billion for trillion, so he looked into it, and you have a video clip here. There's an article, Dr. Uh, excuse me, a video, Dr. Mark Skidmore, 21 trillion missing from U.S. federal budget. There's a quote from this video. It says, this is incomplete, but we have found $21 trillion in adjustments over that period. The biggest chunk is for the Army. We were able to find 13 of the 17 years, and we found about $11.5 trillion just for the Army. That's unbelievable. It goes on to say the professor would not suggest whether the missing trillions went to some legitimate undisclosed projects wasted or misappropriated, but he believes his finding indicates that there is something profoundly wrong with the budgeting process in the U.S. federal government. You think so? <laughs> you think so? And we're talking about things that are just designed to make us crazy and completely take our eye off the ball. You're going to have robots that can literally subdue you within 10 to 15 years. And it'd be great if you didn't have a gun. I don't even know if guns are going to be able to help us. It's almost like, again, it's like arguing over pebbles when you have people with uh, grenades and guns sailing in ships across the sea and you're you're arguing about what if we should outlaw pebbles as weapons and it's it's really to the point of being unbelievable and so the solution is and we see dr stephen greer released a, a documentary called unacknowledged an expose of the greatest secret in human history and um, it basically goes on about all of these super secret unacknowledged special special access projects dealing with ET technology, zero point free energy, anti-gravity research, and the real agenda behind Star Wars SDI, which is a real program, and so much more. The solution is to really pay attention to how we can shine a light on these technologies that we have 
that we want released and we can appreciate the military for thinking they're protecting us. And some people really think that humanity is not ready for these technologies. But I can tell you that a lot of things such as the Rife Machine, R-I-F-E, which uh, you can buy at Spooky2.com, which is also being used to treat cancer, I think, in the UK and Canada, a type of frequency device that's not the Rife machine and not Spooky2.com's machine. But there are similar machines that use frequencies to heal that that are not being talked about. There's so much out there. All of our issues really stem from information not being shared and trillions of dollars going into basically military programs that are hidden from public view. And that's the bottom line. And people will justify it, and I understand. And we can send love to them and thank thank them for their service and everything else. But at the end of the day, you need to be behind people, in my opinion, that will bring these issues to the light And it doesn't matter if they're a Democrat or Republican, if they're President Trump who says crazy things, but then he brings some things to the light, or Bernie Sanders who says other things and brought other things to the light, maybe about banks and things like that. And maybe their solutions are different than what we would do. But there are the biggest, the biggest thing that's going on in the world is hiding information. And, and where money is going. That's it. That's the solution to focus on that. And to focus on the people that are willing to talk about it. Like you, like me, to highlight those efforts and to say thank you. Thank you for the fear-based media. I understand fear can actually propel us to doing into, into taking action right? It can make us take action. Thank you for that. We have had enough, I would say. There's enough. And some people, we can be consumed by fear to the point where they're producing things that create chaotic frequencies like Wi-Fi and uh, cellular phones now have been shown in studies to contribute to cancer. Mainstream studies. And all kinds of things are going on and everybody has a cell phone right? So the solution is, and there are technologies like the Russian pyramid research and the work by Dr. Patrick Flanagan and others, Orgone or Organite, O-R-G-O-N-I-T-E, which are little pyramids you can buy that harmonize things. Dr. Patrick Flanagan's sensor five pendant that sensor and then Roman numeral V. But there are so many things that harmonize. And so we can focus on that technology, Qigong, Q-I space G-O-N-G, and the Qigong hospitals they had in China, which were shut down by the government, where they treated 200,000 people with energy medicine, right? There's so many things out there to focus more and more on those things of the solution And to try to just see how we can possibly, I would say, support our military and basically get them to release what we have. And that's the bottom line. So gun control, because we're going to need it and more. If you want a choice and you don't want to be chipped and become a robot, and have your consciousness trapped in a frequency range and like it's the best thing ever and you want a choice and you don't want to be run by robots then we're going to have to sort of make those choices happen now it's going to be it's not going to be we're not going to have time if we do it in five years or ten years so we can sit here and argue about gun control and uh a variety of things that are definitely, of course, issues that, especially if you're personally affected, they're going to be important to you and it's understandable. You want 
The, the intention is that you want more people to live. But while you're busy arguing about that, and people are programming artificial intelligence and putting them in charge and, and creating robots that are police officers in governments in major countries in the world right now and building robots that can literally are war machines, I think we might have some other things we need to think about also. And I think the solution is, are the technologies that can harmonize the world and, and shedding light on those and making them more and more popular and understanding all of the other agendas and that's that's okay so we don't get in the trap of uh, the argument trap of you know somebody's bad but also saying hey there's a lot of our alternatives towards harmony like maybe some movies we could create some movies that are focused on solutions and harmony and not just on killing and and I understand we find solutions in conflict. We think it's interesting. Almost all of us have gone through a lot in this life and kind of evolved from conflict. I know I have, you know, so I I can appreciate that. But in addition, we can also have some just talking about what's possible, some cool things that are possible with a peaceful future and everything that we could possibly do with peace and with all these technologies and with no poverty and actually talk about some cool things that will be possible as all these things come to light you know and and put that in the movies right and talk about that kind of a world and what that's going to look like and so we're going to do that on believe and you're a part of that all you have to do is comment email me believe at believe.love and go to our website. It's believe.love. That's it. www.believe.love. And find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, which is Believe Loves You. At Believe Loves You. And so thank you so much for joining us. It's been an honor to have you with me. Leave your comments and share this video. And let's focus on solutions. And these aren't the best solutions. But, you know, I'm just trying and we're going to try harder and harder to get a full picture of what's going on and to focus on solutions and what we can do to kind of find harmony. Doesn't it feel good to have harmony? Doesn't it feel good to love in general? It's, it's very difficult, especially in a world which we've created, which is so crazy with competition and different opinions and people we're like wild animals we are like wild animals so i understand that some people are way into their opinion and i understand that but maybe love is understanding and i have to do a better job myself of understanding more and more and more so let's continue to understand so thank you for joining me on believe have a great day or night wherever you may be